Welcome to Exploring the Industry, where we find out what God's doing in the entertainment world. I get to interview Christians from various entertainment industries. They share their stories of faith and transformation with you and I. I'm hosting people from many different backgrounds to share what God is doing and where he's shown up most in their lives and their careers through their highs and lows. We're believing to influence the narrative of how Christians perceive what God's doing in the entertainment industry around the world. If a picture is worth a thousand words, their story is worth a thousand sermons. Come join the conversation and welcome to the show. I get to introduce you to my friends, Greg and Gina Sims. This family knows what it is to go after dreams of God in the entertainment industry. Greg has been a radio host since 1989, and he currently works at K-Earth 101 in Los Angeles, where he's a program director as well. He's also a voice actor, voicing all kinds of audiobooks, commercials, and products for radio, TV, and the internet. Greg's wife, Gina, is a former Radio City Rockette, and also, she's Miss Nevada. She competed in both Miss USA and Miss America pageants, and she was also an anchor for an NBC affiliate in Las Vegas. She's taught dance at several schools she's owned throughout California, and she now finds herself in faith-based films. And today, we're going to find out from Greg and Gina what it's like to raise two boys in the entertainment industry. We're going to ask them about what it's like to lead these unique career paths. And I want to ask Gina about going from the mainstream projects to faith-based projects and the challenges and all of that. All this today on Exploring the Industry. Everyone needs someone to process their prophetic journey with them. And we have created a new online mentoring platform where you can grow at your own pace, where we help you develop your own spiritual journey of hearing God's voice. I want to help be your mentor. We have videos, interactive webinars, over five new videos each week. They're going to advance you in your journey and authority. We have so many special opportunities in this platform that you don't want to miss it including all of our other e-courses coming for free when you subscribe. Come grow with me. Let me train you in your ability to hear from God and interpret what you hear and really bring applications so that your real life is affected by your spiritual faith. Go to bowlsministries.com and sign up under e-courses. Welcome today. You get to hear from my friends, Greg and Gina Sims. And I love that you guys are here. Thanks for being here, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, Sean. I, I get both of you, which is so fun. Both of us on one mic. Oh, this should wow. be interesting. We'll, we'll see who's the who's the bigger mic hog. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, for years you've uh, you've been the voice of me and all my books on our audio versions of the books, and have just contributed so much to us as a ministry. Especially, I remember the first one. We're like, I was like, I can't read this because I talk so fast. I have a voice for radio, not for audio books. <laughs> and you have a voice for radio and audio books, which is amazing. Okay, okay, so there's there's the explanation right there. So let me just apologize <laughs> to some of the people who wrote reviews saying, oh, I wish this had been in the author's voice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They always say that, though, Greg. You know, you know that. I mean, like, I every time they want it to be the author speaking, but every oh, time yeah. I've sat down, even when I do teleprompter readings for TBN or whoever else, every time they tell me, talk slower, we don't want to have to slow you down. <laughs> yeah. Or if I'm yeah. live or whatever, I used to do a video game show, and they'd be like, we love you because you could fit 15 minutes of content into three minutes. Yeah, and we well, give you I should teleprompter. I, I should just come clean right now and confess this. Your book, Translating God, that was the first audio book I had ever recorded. You're kidding. That was it. Because I remember. Well, you did awesome. I, well, thank you. I, I've been doing voiceover for quite some time. So, and I'd always thought about audiobooks and I just thought, my gosh, I just, I, I couldn't sit there for that long and read a book. That sounds so boring, but I found out that I, I actually prefer it. I love it. It's relaxing, 
I love the content. I figure I'm going to read this book anyway. I might as well record it. Um, but I remember uh, you or you, somebody who who works with you asked me, they sent me an email, said, do you do audiobooks? And I just replied right back, of course I do. <laughs> that's amazing. That's the performer in you. Which is, exactly. yeah, which is, is whatever he, that's the standard answer for every actor, yes. right? Do you do this? Yes. I yes. do it. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do that. Yep. Do you fence? I will tomorrow. It's like <laughs> the Matrix. You just tap into the Matrix and you're like, I'll take a class, you know? That's what we do. I love that. Well, Gina, you've had this acting background. You have some uh, movies coming out right now, like right in the season. Yes. Talk about what you've been working on and what's coming out. And because you're doing, uh, you you do both faith-based and non-faith-based films, but talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, I Last year, I just, um, I filmed in Atlanta, Georgia for Pure Flix. It's uh, their TV series called The Encounter. So that's out now. That's streaming. And I get to play a really, a fun character who just is climbing the the corporate ceiling. And then I had to have an encounter with Jesus. And he oh, wow. really shows me how my life is hurting other people. For example, my daughter. So I get to do a complete turnaround, which was so much fun. Uh, and wait, that that actor, Bruce Marciano, right? Yes. He's the guy that, like, that's his lifelong role is Jesus. Because he was Jesus in oh, those, yes. like those yes. 90s, you uh -huh. know, Bible to film stories. Yeah. And he is who he who he plays on television. He is just so amazing. We had a great time. That was that was a really a really fun time. But <clears throat> this Friday we have, or I have a film coming out, a feature film called Heaven. Wow! And it's based it's a it's based on a book and it's adapted for screen, of course. But uh, that's going to be showing in about two hundred and fifty theaters, the ones that are open. That's amazing. <laughs> right now. What What's a, what a time to have a film it. come out. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But that's a really neat, it's, it's uh, the story of just really about hope. And if there is an afterlife, what does it look like? So that was, it was that's neat awesome. to be a part of that. Yeah. Yay. So let's, let's go on the journey because we have two of you. Let's go on the journey as far as your family, you're in the entertainment industry. Greg, you, you know, you do the radio, you do voiceovers, you do all kinds of stuff. And then Gina, you're an actress. And you guys, and I'm not just defining by just those roles, but those are the predominant ones for exploring the industry. Um, and you can also add anything else you want to put in there because everyone who does the industry, I feel like has five roles, not just two or one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how did you guys get into this? And like, how, how did this become your passion? I wanted to be on the radio since I was 12 years old. <laughs> so cool. I grew up in Los Angeles. I listened to Rick Dees on Kiss FM oh, here yeah. in, Los <laughs> in Los Angeles. He was and. You know, most people would listen to the radio for the music, you know, or they would, but I would sit there in my car. I remember getting uh, dropped off for junior high and waiting in the car till they finished doing whatever bit they were doing. And I just remember thinking and imagining what was going on in the studio. I wanted to be there <laughs> doing that. How cool. It was, it was so fascinating to me. Uh, and so, uh, I just, I, I pursued that. We we moved to San Diego in 1988 and I just got a job at a radio station working at the front desk. And I just thought, I'm just going to get my foot in the door and be there. And I was, I, I was the receptionist. I delivered mail. Wow. Uh, I did everything. And then at night I would go back to the DJ booth. Uh, the station was called B100 in San Diego and I would sit there at night and watch the nighttime disc jockey just work. And, and, and sooner or later, he let me start to run the controls. 
<laughs> and he would sit over on the phone and just talk to people all night long. And yeah. I would, you know, I would run the controls for him. Uh, his name is Danny Romero. And he's now, he's a weather guy on ABC7 here in Los oh, Angeles. So, so it's just cool to see him and, and you know, not much has changed since then. But that was how I started. And then um, I just made myself available. People ask nowadays, very few people, because very few people are getting into radio. But when, when I do get asked, they say, how do I get started? And I just say, just get a job at a radio station and wow. be available. Have yeah. a good attitude. Don't expect much and just be available and have, and, and it'll happen. It will happen. Just, just, just be there. So that's what I did. And it just kind of grew from there. And I just rose up in, uh, uh, jobs inside, inside the radio station. I finally got put on the air and it just grew from there. And so that was and how I began. Right now. I mean, it's like you're on cares for like four or five hours a day. I mean, you're on. Yeah, three to seven, three That's, to seven. Wow. So how long? And have it's you, been you know doing? I, I don't really do a sh I don't do a talk show. There's really it's it's very simple. You know I I'm like a traffic cop. I just keep things moving. <laughs> that, just you I, know I we, listen sometimes. And I hear you. I'm like Greg. I just it's like this familiar. Oh, this, cool. This voice, the cadence of your voice is always so relaxing. So I know. Oh, I thank you. Like, and I you also program all the music for um, the entire station. I'm also oh, the music wow. director, which means I assemble the hour to hour logs that the DJs will play. Um, and then it all goes to a computer system. And so we just sit here at home and we log into the station from home and it's all right there. And we just click buttons and it, it happens. It's, it's very simple. Um, but you know what I do, I, we, we give things away. I play music. I, it's, I'm not tackling any dis tough people come to us for an escape. Yes. You know, they don't come to us for our opinions on topics or yeah. debates or whatever is going on. They come to it's the music is familiar. It's fun. It's upbeat. Uh, people can remember back to when they were kids, you know. Totally. So we really provide that service. And that's my job just to keep that going. The music is the star. Uh, and I just I'm the happy voice in between welcoming people. So let's kind of put um, ask the spiritual side of the journey question, which is, you know, what is God doing in the midst of that? Like, how, how are you experiencing God as a Christian in your job and in yeah. this entertainment industry? Well, I've, I've always just um, thought of myself as a missionary who was also a DJ. Ah, I love that. Um, and I remember a long time ago when I was first getting started, um, the church I was going to in San Diego, they asked me to... Uh, get up one night and give my testimony. And so I did. And, and this guy came up to me afterward and he asked me, and with his, he had this real serious look on his face and he says, aren't you, aren't you afraid to, to be in the secular music industry and, and be a Christian? <laughs> and, and my first thought, I don't think I said it out loud, but I thought, well, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Totally. <laughs> I mean, okay. we're supposed to go into all the world, right? So that's kind of how I viewed what I do. And I'm, I'm just always looking for people that I work with who are hurting, who need an encouraging word, who need something prophetic spoken over them. How about Francisco? And they, they don't even know it. Okay. This is, Gina just reminded me, um, this dude, Francisco, he is the janitor at the radio station and he comes in every night, comes in every night. 
Uh, and this, by the way, this is back when we were there. I haven't been at the station since mid-March. But he comes in, he cleans, and speaks very little English. Uh, one night, he comes in, and he can hardly put the, uh, the trash bag around the trash can. His, his shoulder is hurting, and he's just, mm. oh, he's, his face, he's wincing. So I ask him in what little Spanish I know what happened. He says, shoulder. And I said, uh, necesito uh, orar. I, I, I need to pray. And he, okay. And I said, no, ahora, now. You know, he goes, oh, okay. So I just reached over, said a, my best little eight-second prayer. Nice. And, and I, I stepped back, and he, and he, this look, Sean, that came over oh. his face was priceless. He just was in complete shock. And he starts to move his shoulder <laughs> yes. and he he reaches down and he he finishes his work. He puts the trash bag on the can and he goes, okay, goodbye. <laughs> he just walked right out. Like God just touched the guy. So but ever awesome. since, yeah, ever since then, it's just kind of opened the door. And he always asks me every time I see him, Sunday, Iglesia, church Sunday. And he oh. asks, are you praying for me? And yeah. So, you know, look, did I, did, did we take a knee and pray the prayer and do all that? No, but you know, I, I, I gave him Jesus, you know, I, Absolutely. I so well, that's, I think these are the kinds of stories I think that people don't think about because the, the people in your radio station aren't going to go visit a church right. just as far as like they're hungry no way. for it. And so for us to all be salt and light, so to speak, you know, the biblical terms and just be present in, in the real world. I think it's just so valuable for people to hear these stories over and over and over because that, that might have been his only opportunity for years to feel loved and connected to God. And yep. those, those compile up. If God sows a handful of those in our life before we're saved and we sow those seeds, those pile up to where when we need them the most, we cry out to him and salvation happens. And we see that with you know people and the Barna Group did a statistical research and they said, uh, how did you get saved to people who are, um, you know, who are Christians now in the evangelical world. And the vast majority, I think it was over 70%. I might be wrong on the statistic, but it was a large percentage was because someone at work or someone wow. at school mm. shared the, shared Jesus with them. And so when That's you think it. of that in the context of the entertainment industry, we have to be present. And it's not like we're going to, we're not trying to evangelize. We're trying to have our career and love people well, and then mm. Jesus can come. So I just love how simple that is. Um, well, right. on, on this, I do want to say that Greg married way up. Uh, oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and so gina we want to hear from you because you've you've had a uh career in the industry for a long time and now Mm -hmm. you're both a mom you're obviously a wife but you also are still an actress but you were radio city rocket which i saw the rockets growing up which is really fun oh wow uh several times which is really fun just that you know like i may have seen you i don't know who knows i don't we definitely that's hilarious and uh, but you were, you know, you competed in Miss USA and Miss. I know I already went over your bio, but I mean, you just have this prolific background and going after all this, including journalism, because you're you're actually pretty, but you're smart. <laughs> Which is a, like my wife is like pretty. Can you smart. tell me that again, yeah. John? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so many times, like we, you know, we've had people who everybody I've I've interviewed for anything for pageantry, which has actually been fifteen or twenty times now, in different mm. ways has been so incredibly smart and they mm. and a lot of times they don't get that you know kind of background uh yeah. the background noise isn't that so it's just but you are brilliant so but how did oh, you get nice. involved with this and how did god bring you into this sure. whole vein of thought sure in my in my 20s i was in the industry and but all the projects that were coming to me in my 20s were you know the 
Satan's Bride and just <laughs> awful, <laughs> awful roles. And I didn't know in my 20s how to tell my agent I didn't want to do those kind of things. I didn't want to make anyone disappointed. So I really left the industry really bummed out on it. And uh, you fast forward, you know, now in my in my 30s, I'm driving down to San Diego to meet my friend for a church conference. And I just felt like God said, go back to the industry. Wow. And I said, I am not. There is nothing good there. And I just felt this pressing on my heart to go back. And so I said, fine, I will go back, but I will only work for PureFlix. <laughs> and, you know, you make this, this declaration. Uh, I pulled over to the side of the road and I went into Whole Foods in San Diego. And my very first acting coach was in there. And he says, you got to come back. And I said, no, there's nothing good there. And he says, I just directed for Pure Flix. <laughs> so awesome. that got my attention. <laughs> and, uh, and so I had thought about that. And I was uh, at the uh, church convention in San Diego. And it was uh, Lance Wallany was speaking. And he said, um, you know, we are not called to our Christian bubble. We are called to the gates of influence. And when he listed the gates of influence, he came to entertainment and it was like this bomb went off. Wow. And I knew that I had to go back. <laughs> and so I said, okay, great. I will go back. I only want to work for Pure Flix, but I need to have, I need an agent. I need a, a manager. I need a website. I need, and as soon as I said agent, I felt like God or Jesus said, I will be your agent. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, okay. So a month after that, I went to an acting class, and in the lobby, there was the owner of PureFlix, who, how ironically, I had rented space to him to teach acting years ago. So we, we had this relationship, and he said, hey, let me get your information. I got some, I have some projects coming up. So that's how this all began, and that was my first real comeback was working for PureFlix. <laughs> so I just felt like God's like, oh, I could use you anywhere. Totally. And I, I love that. Now, for someone that, you know, I'm in Christian media as well, as, and um, we're producing some stuff outside of Christian media for the first time, which is really fun. But, you know, like a lot of times people hear, you know, I'm called a pure flicks or whatever. And it feels like so um, Christian to a lot of people who are trying to figure out their space. And some people right. have a judgment against Christian media. And right. I have this kind of mentality that's like, it's pretty new to have, you know, faith based. TV shows and films, other than if they were the end time ones of the eighties that scared us all, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty new. And so we have to give Christians a chance. And a lot of the stuff that would be on pure flicks and like, or, or on TV and the station I'm on. Um, a lot of times people will say things like, well, Sean, you know, that was cheesier. That was hard for me to watch. Right. And, but it's like a 48 year old man who's watching like uh, kind of a Christian romance thing or something that's like something that wouldn't like, I don't watch Hallmark around Christmas time. And my wife does. And I'm like, there's room for a Hallmark around Christmas time. I don't judge it though, because my all my right. family members love it. They think it's the yeah. best thing in the world. I'm like, this is so contrived. It's like totally like the same story over and over and over. <laughs> but I don't judge it in the sense of it's actually really fun stories that that play off our emotions. And I think PureFlix has its place. And a lot of times when people look at something, they want it to be something that every single person in the world is going to enjoy, which there's no media like that. There's right. nothing out there other than biblical stories themselves that everybody can relate to. And so I feel like, do you ever run into like that stereotype or do you feel like you've been pretty sheltered from it? Uh, I do know what you mean. Um, yes. However, as an actor who wants to tell stories, I don't think that that is the only place that we can tell stories. 
we should be, like Greg said, we should be that light in a dark place. So really going through that, um, I was on set and uh, there was someone that was uh, playing, you know, co-star next to me said, you know, I just, uh, I have to tell you that I um, try to commit suicide. And, And when she told me that, I thought, oh my gosh, there are hurting people everywhere. Yeah. So it's not about being an actor and being in a film. It's about the people who you are surrounded by. They're all hurting. Everybody's got something. Absolutely. So and, and just because you're on the set of a Christian-based movie doesn't mean it's like it's like a church and everybody's just worshiping well, God between that's takes. What and, I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought we'd all pray together first. No, it's God. not like that. Absolutely not. It's just not. Not. the producer director is. It's not. That's true. Because yeah. right. there's there sometimes we're blessed to be part of something that's like super synergetic behind the scenes, but a lot of times it's just a job for even Christians. Some people. Well, yeah, I, so. I think that the coolest part about working for Pure Flix is that we all wrapped a whole day early, so we were done. But we were in this little town of Fitzgerald, Georgia, where there was a Walmart, and so <laughs> me and the two other actors from from LA were just sitting in the lobby doing nothing. And I said, "Hey, let's go on a treasure hunt. Let's go, let's go see what God's up to." And they kind of looked at me like what? And there's nothing else to do. So we walked out and I said, you know, we don't even have to pray for anyone. Let's just, let's go see if God's highlighting somebody and let's just go see what's up. And so we were walking around and we walked by and we saw this guy sitting on the steps of a Carl's Jr. just looked so dejected and he was young. And we walked up to him. We're like, Hey, what's up? What's your story? What's going on? And he just poured his heart out. And we didn't even say, can we pray for you? We just said, do you, do you want something to eat? No, I don't want any. He just wanted someone to talk oh. to. And the coolest part was, you know, with our technology now, we asked if he was on Facebook and he had a phone. He was charging it. And he's like, yeah. So we became friends from a distance, you know, over Facebook and and over, you know, when I went back home, back to L.A., um, I was able to still talk to him and I would ask him how his day was and I just felt like God said, send him a, a Walmart e-card. And I wow. thought, oh my gosh, what, does he even have an email address? And so I asked him, he said, yes. I said, check your email. And I I blessed him from miles <laughs> away. And he was so stoked he could go get his own cookies and you know the things that he wanted. And I got to follow his life and see how God radically restored his family back to him. He got a job and, and it was just, you know, that's our generation's way of even blessing someone from afar and what can you do now that you're in covid the same kind of thing yeah absolutely i love that i think that you know just the simplicity of walking it out wherever god leads you is my favorite part of the conversation for exploring what god's doing in entertainment industries around the world is that we're finding people like you who are just really good people who are christians who are trying to follow god and are seeing this kind of stuff happen and i think that that needs to be the narrative that christians think of when they think of entertainment that there's God's putting people, like you said, Greg, as missionaries there and is helping people to on-ramp people to have influence in some of the greatest spaces that have influence so that we get a different result than what we're dissatisfied with. Like so many people are mad. Well, be mad and protest by becoming the opposite. Don't be mad just by tearing something down. Build something up. And I love that you guys are a picture of what we want, you know, of what the church is crying out for in these areas. And so, so many people can pray against that musician who just released the latest thing that was scandalous. But right. instead of praying against somebody, pray for something and pray for somebody. So I love, I love who you guys are in this. Well, let's kind of just go a little bit more on this journey as we have a few minutes left. And tell me what you you guys are believing and dreaming for 
in your lives and for God to do in the entertainment industry, whether it's personal yeah. or whether it's corporate. I know, Greg, you have like this amazing culinary side that's come alive so over the good. last few years. And like he's who you want to be quarantined with, son. Oh with my Sean. gosh, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know yeah. that Sheree has actually took a year, almost a year and a half of culinary school. And so she has that she has that side to her too. And we're we're actually kind of on a plant-based diet right now. So I wouldn't be able to do that oh. without a wife who can make everything amazing. Yeah. I would yeah. never be on I've, any plant-based. I've seen some of her videos, the, the, the tacos and mm. oh, yeah. all that plant-based. It looks delicious. Tastes like chicken. It does. I mean, <laughs> we, yeah. We have, we have all kinds of stuff that I've, I'm shocked. I couldn't have done this alone or, or with somebody who didn't know how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> Nor would you want to. No. <laughs> somebody has to pull you into that. <laughs> So true. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's just there. There's a little bit of a, I, I guess, still a, a, a wondering in me, uh, and I, I have to check myself constantly about it because, you know, I, I, I sense if, if you, if I look back in my journals from the past ten or fifteen years, I, I sense that God has spoken some things to me that I wrote down that I just have no idea how they would come about. And I don't know any. And so part of me wants to go, well, maybe that was just me thinking, trying to think my way out of a situation or, you know, just wanting to be positive and dreaming. So there's still a lot of things that I have written down that I'm still waiting to see. And, yeah. then, and every time a new opportunity comes around, I go, well, maybe this is that thing. Wow. And it's not, so I just kind of put it away. And um, I just, I, I love that phrase, uh, and I've heard it from Bill Johnson. I don't know who said it originally, but whatever. But he always says, if we just represent him well in whatever we do. And that is just spoken so loudly to me because I, you know, we're we're performers. Yeah. But I, I always joke with Gina, we're just simple show folk <laughs> <laughs> traveling from city to city. We're just simple show folk. And so we want to get into that performance mode and have people like you like me and we're great. And look, at we have a great relationship. And where it's like when I take that, just represent him well. Mm -hmm. So I just go into every situation. And that doesn't mean quoting Bible verses being Mr. Super Spiritual, it's it's just talking to somebody, like yeah. Gina just said, with that yeah. kid in, in Georgia. It's just saying something positive to somebody. Um, and yes, I, I I hope it I hope we can pray. I hope I can really watch God do something amazing in their life. I want to see that, you know, but that's not always the case. And I'm just somebody along their life timeline that just comes in at that time and God's using me in that period. So um, I don't know how I got off on all that. <laughs> no, it's good. It's a dreamer in you. And I love that because yeah. I think that there's there's something about the ambition of really going after the kingdom that a lot of times when we have that in some of the creative spaces, it's looked at as a, a false ambition or a wrong ambition. And I think yeah. that God, just like he fills a pastor with ambition to save the city, God fills people with ambition to see the world transformed through arts and entertainment. And I think that that's really yeah. important for people to hear over and over and over and that you're still in that place of hunger and that place of, you know, you have, you both have these incredible careers that have happened, but there's still a question mark in you to say, 
but there's there's more God. Yeah, I think that's so important. That's so important for people to hear because the moment you lose that edge of hunger is the moment you've settled into something that's not Mm. the promised land. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to we have to settle in that place of of you know as a matter of fact, I don't know anyone who's truly retired in their promised land fully. I think people are still, or Mm -hmm. when they get there, there's giants to clear out. There's always work to do once you even get there. So it's I just I think it's like that place of this this lifetime is a gift of time. Yeah. And there's things that God's sown into it for us that I think we should have question marks about and hope. And yeah. faith. I think one of the biggest challenges to being a Christian is staying in a mindset that God is good. Yeah. He's got good plans for me, yeah. no matter what I see. I just voiced a book from Leif Hetland called The Orphan Spirit. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And that's why I've just carried that with me since I, I finished that book of no matter what circumstances are telling me, right. remember that he's a good dad. He loves me. I'm not alone. I'm a son first before anything else. And so when things don't work out, when I don't get that part, when I don't get that job, when just the drudgery can start to overwhelm, just remember that I, I'm a loved son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad is good and he has good things in store for me right. so always good. okay so i want to end on this except for i want to ask you one more question because i want i want people to have that ringing in their ears what you just said but you guys are doing family in the entertainment industry as well because your boys yeah. are they just do everything with you they're just part of your lives and so and uh how how is that as far as raising a family amongst film television radio like just give us a couple lines on that just so that people can hear how there's a benefit to that they can be your reader off, <laughs> off camera. <laughs> All of Gina's auditions that she does here from home, it's our sons in the background. They're so great. That's awesome. But I have to pay them, Sean. <laughs> Free labor. No, I have to pay them. Oh, you do? What, what do you pay them? About five bucks. You do? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, sure. Oh, wow. That's another mod for a game. No. Yeah, yeah. Just don't tell them they could get at least 20 for that. Exactly. No. If they get their union, they can get a lot more. Just kidding. Yeah. No, but if, if you could see inside of our house, we've got, uh, what are those things called? Blue screens? Oh, or? Yeah, the black, the, she, the blue. Every time Gina sees an ad on Instagram for some kind of a backdrop, she gets it. And so yes. we've got yeah. these blue screens everywhere and yeah. she's got green screens and all this stuff. All the lights. All the lights. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, the kids, uh, they, they, they help out in that way they're they're her reader yeah they're great that's awesome well thank you guys so much for being on the show thanks for your answers thanks for just sharing your life with us and if you want to see either of them we told you how to uh see gina and the the movie and the tv show that she's involved with right now but also greg you can listen to him on k earth if you're in the la area or if you want to listen to online and if you have any uh vocal needs as far as voiceover needs I would highly recommend Greg because he's done a lot of work for us <laughs> and it's been amazing. <laughs> but, Love it. No, thanks you guys so much for being on. We, we oh, so thanks, appreciate Sean. it. Thanks for having Gosh, us. We can't thank you enough for just what you've, what you carry mm-hmm. inside of you and, and what you have um, released this generation right. to, to grab a hold of. Your heart for the industry. My gosh. Well, it's, it's only getting more fiery after these kinds of interviews. So I appreciate you Good. guys. Good. Same. <laughs> Same. Love you, Sean. 
Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career in the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. Thank you for listening to Exploring the Industry. We're believing that God's gonna change the world to the entertainment industry. And we wanna invite you into the conversation. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell to this podcast. Also visit us at bowlsministries.com where you're gonna find tons of resources to help you on your spiritual journey.